Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt, joined by my good, good buddy Adam Glenn out in New York, and we're going to do the Raw Rundown today, getting everything, get you caught up on everything in entertainment news, so you go into this long weekend feeling informed and up to date with all celebrity news and gossip. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, it, was, anyway. it, was like, it was like a weird week in entertainment news. This is like one of the slowest weeks of the year because... A lot of the TV shows aren't even like shooting, and there's just it's a weird week in celebrity news. But and we I mean, got no sleeves here on the podcast today. No sleeves, baby. Neither no one sleeves. of us are wearing a, a full shirt. Well, it's hot as hell here in California, by the way. Yeah. It's like a hundred and five or something, just dumb hot. So uh, I could not bring myself around to wearing any sleeves. <laughs> um, I mean, I want to actually. I was going to talk about my sort of VMA experience, but I think we have a story that kind of goes along with it. So um, I'll save the VMA, my experience from that, for our top 10 stories of the week. Sounds good. Let's jump into a couple of reviews to say thank you to those people that took the time to leave them. Uh, This one comes from Vita8S. Five stars says, the best listener from Nigeria. I love this. The show keeps getting me updated and entertained. Holy crap, you might be our uh, our furthest listener, uh, Vita8S. Thank you for listening all the way in Nigeria. Yes. Uh, we've never had anyone that far away, right? Um, India? Well, maybe we did have an, one from India. We remember but we were that, the number one podcast in India for a while? Oh, we were. That was cool. But that was because <laughs> we had uh, Sunny Leone on. <laughs> yeah. It was a huge Bollywood Indian star. Uh, star. Okay, so thank you. Thank you. Oh, hold on. Let me delete that one out so I don't reread it again. Um, all right. Next one is from Lola LP. Thanks for the memories. Five stars. I first heard of them on Juicy Scoop podcast, and I knew I had to subscribe. I worked in entertainment PR in the early 2000s, and this podcast definitely takes me back to those times. Thanks for the memories. Hey, I this podcast takes me back to some of the crazier times in my life, so I can totally understand how it's taken you back, especially if you had any knowledge of the inner workings of Hollywood and PR at that time when it was just absolutely batshit crazy. That time, I mean, it's it was crazier, crazier pre-social than it is now, but... Yeah, well, no, no, no. It was crazier in some regards, but now that they're social and people with cell phones and everyone's a paparazzi, it's a it's a different beast. Who it's was just that again? Different. Lola LP. Thank you, Lola. Lola LP. LP. Thank you. And one last one. This one comes from Missy in Western PA, and it's just titled Cato with five stars. Loved the Cato episode from Missy in PA. Thank you, Missy. Thank you, Missy. I loved that episode too. That was a fun one for me. Yeah, Kato was great. I and Kato was great. And I remember going into that episode not knowing what the hell we were gonna get. And he like literally tags us all day, every day, and all kinds of things <laughs> that he's posting. <laughs> so we appreciate yeah, no, we appreciate him. I, 
I love like of all the cases, like the OJ Simpson case, I'm obsessed with still. Like people are still obsessed mm. with. Um, even more I don't know, the OJ case even struck a chord with me more than the I guess the Johnny Depp case, but it was a whole different type of story, but it was a lot longer, the OJ case. A lot longer. Plus we yeah. were a lot younger. Okay. Let's get into it so we can get everyone out of here within that like twenty five minute range. All right. Number ten, yeah? You want to do number 10 or you want to go the opposite way today and just switch it up let's and be go, crazy? Nah, let's stick at number 10 and go to one. <sighs> All right. What I thought got? you were going to be crazy and wild and spontaneous, but never mind. All right. Number 10, <laughs> Stacey Dash breaks down in an emotional video about sobriety after learning DMX died. Only he died a year ago, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Stacey Dash, she put this video on TikTok where... She is just bawling, and she says, you know, I'm I'm ashamed. I didn't know DMX died. I didn't know from a cocaine overdose. She said that she is six years sober and one month clean, and it breaks her heart. She says, it breaks my heart that, I, that he lost to it. He lost. He lost to that demon. Please, please don't lose. And the whole time, she's just crying, and she can't keep herself together. And it was a weird video, I must say. And people in the comments yeah. are – there's some people just – bashing her and other people actually feeling compassion for her what did you feel for her i i understand how it's just when you read the headline it just sounds ridiculous but then when you look into the video you do get compassion for it so i i understand both sides mm -hmm. does that make sense like you can tell it's the headlines are emotion but i yeah. guess okay the thing is though for most people you find out something like that and you go and you cry by yourself or whatever your emotion is but you don't film it and put it on TikTok. And I think that's the part that was kind of weird. Why Why did she feel the need to share this moment with the world? Well, I think a lot of the headlines got me because, you know, the first headline I saw, it made me feel like Stacey Dash just learns that DMX died over a year ago. and But they didn't really talk about her sobriety journey mm -hmm. that kind of went along with, you know? So it was just, it was more about her than her sobriety. It was more about... <laughs> it was her, her finding out DMX just died then her sobriety journey. But her wrapping in that she's been sober for six years and she doesn't want other people to go down that path. Again, still yeah. a strange video to post. I feel like those emotions, you, you could have that same conversation. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It just was unusual and... To me, I think that we're in this day and age where people can't just have a, a moment to themselves. They have to post that moment for the world, and it's it's bizarre. Can I tell you one thing about Stacey Dash? One of the prettiest celebrities I've seen in person. Oh, yeah. I Gorgeous. have never seen her in person. So very I pretty, and she was very nice. You. you know what's so funny? So It's her eyes. She's got stories. beautiful eyes. She's man. got beautiful eyes. She's very pretty. Um, you know, obviously, she's very conservative now, and I've heard it stories about her uh nothing crazy just no she's had a lot of interesting weird stories, stories come out of that yeah she's too. got weird stories however this is a funny story i used to have a great relationship at can i do can i tell you this can i tell you the story or you bet you better be fast i know i used to have a really good relationship with the fox building security and it's right in midtown on uh, like 50 uh, 50 52nd and uh, okay whatever okay, 50, okay, six. anyway Fox building in town. I was friends with all the security. One day, Stacey Dash was doing a show there in like a side building where she had to kind of go out of the building, go into another building to go back to the offices. And when she got out of the offices, I wanted to interview Stacey Dash. I mean, Stacey Dash is 
Stacy Dash. So I start to interview her. Like I put like pull the camera. I start to interview her, and all of a sudden she was being super cool. But then another person jumps in the video. And it's another woman who works at Fox News, and um, I didn't even know she was. And I was sort of like, "Hey, I'm trying to just talk to Stacy. I really don't want you." Like I was just like, "Oh, cool, thanks so much." Like I was just really trying to focus on Stacy, Stacy, because she's a star. The woman. I kind of got a weird energy for me, like that I realized that I didn't want to talk to her. She complained to security that I was on the property on Fox building on the Fox property, and she complained to security. And the next day, security at Fox said, "Adam, you know we love you, but this girl, this anchor, complained to security." Who was it? I don't even know the girl's name. If I saw her face, I'd be able to look at her face, but because um, I don't know like the Fox, I don't watch Fox News, I don't know the anchors, but the anchor complained to the security and went to like the heads up and I got banned from, the, I'm still I'm banned from the property. <laughs> wow, you're a dickhead. You need to focus on both women next uh, time. Whatever. You need to make that a three-way kind of interview. No, I'll keep it Stacey Dash. She's very pretty. All right, number nine. <laughs> All right, number nine is Anne Haysha's son, um, I guess, went to court to seek to be in charge of her estate. So Anne Haysha's son, his name is uh, Homer, Homer Haysh Lafoon. Uh, he's 20 years old. Um, he uh, filed a request to basically be the executor of all things of his mom, his late mom's estate. Um, he did say that... He's looking for to to look over all her personal property and her annual income, which is in quote unquote unknown. So um, he does have a younger brother who he said he would also like to uh, make sure that he is in charge of anything that could go to his younger brother as well. Um, but yeah, just I, I guess uh, represent his brother's interests is technically the quote uh, during all of this in the estate. Sad. It's sad, you know, as a yeah. son and, and, you know, especially being a young guy and having a young mom. It's... Yeah, 20 years old and having to, like, think about all this and run to court and do all that. Because here's the deal. She didn't have a will. Yeah. There was no will. So, and I always find that so strange. Like, you, someone at some point in her life had to have said, you have money. You're a big actress. You have two children. Get a will. Like do or an estate, like an estate planning, like someone step in to make sure that if that day ever comes, your children don't have to deal with all the the crap that comes along with someone dying without a will. Yeah, it's 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 sad. And to be 20 years old in that situation for your mom is it's not especially the way she unfortunately passed away. It's um, it's a tough few weeks for him. So, all right. Number eight. Number eight, Chris Rock is being slammed for a joke about Nicole Brown Simpson's murder. Uh, So recently, uh, Rock had a show, and I want to say it was in Arizona. And uh, during his show, let, let me find the exact quote. He joked that uh, someone asked him, will you go back to the Academy Awards and host it? And he said, I would not go back to the Academy Awards because it would be like Simpson asking Simpson to go back to the restaurant where she left her eyeglasses before she was killed. You know, I I don't... And so let let me go on and I can read some of the 
tweets and comments that people are putting up because people are pissed. Um, one person said, the more Chris Rock talks, the more you begin to see why Will Smith smacked fire out of him. <laughs> one per- That guy received uh, 14,000 likes on that tweet. Um, and then a lot of people were just like, comparing what happened to him to what happened to Nicole Brown Simpson is truly tasteless and not funny at all. Another person wrote, disrespect the black women and that's okay, but damn it, disrespect a dead white woman and he's hated. You know, because people started bringing in, oh, like, he, you, you let him get away when he disrespected Jada, but now you're not going to let him get away with it? I... Here's what I don't like about this story. It's going on for a lot of news stories where it's an easy clickbait story where, you know, especially with social media, it'll happen with something else where they'll just say people are so mad. And it's just like 10 tweets of people that are pissed off. And then they just make a story about the 10 tweets. But what about the, the 80 tweets that people said they liked it or were laughing at the joke or retweeted it or reposted it? So I, I just, I'm not a fan of this story. It became a big news story, yeah, but I'm not that, a fan of these one, type of that stories. That one's a touchy one. I, you know, I, I feel like I've defended Chris Rock a lot over the last little bit. There is a certain amount of like, keep dead people out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is that. and Whether she's white, she's black, she's whatever. I think that it's a very touchy subject, especially when it comes to Nicole Brown Simpson with America and people in general. And so, I don't know. I feel like he, he wants to be so risky with, or risque with his, his jokes. But sometimes just like, let's dial it back just a little bit, Chris. He was trying to be funny at the end of the day. And I just, I don't like the... He was trying to be funny, but he also he garnished a lot of respect from a lot of people over this incident, and now he's he keeps screwing that up. Chris, it's a difficult time to be funny right now. So I, you know that's all I can say. It's a hard <laughs> time to be funny, it, and it's hard to yeah. it's hard to please everyone. So, but all I can say is just keep doing you, keep doing you. There's you know like. You're a batting yeah, average. From the words Keep doing of Adam you. Glenn. Keep but I, doing again, you. I hate these stories because we're letting the internet make stories where it could be just a few tweets of people outraged. Yeah, there's a, there's, you know, what do we do? We get some shit about a little bit of backlash. We, we, we get, we get outraged tweets yeah, as well. But then all of a sudden we. But we, the, the difference is we welcome them. <laughs> I add them. Bring on I the outrage I request them on tweets. IG. I'm like, hey, let's be friends. <laughs> um, all right. Number seven. <laughs> Number seven, uh, Rob Schneider saying that SNL was over, um, and he knew there was an exact moment when he thought the show, uh, the show had basically jumped the ship, and that was when Kate McKinnon performed Hallelujah as Hillary Clinton. And you, if you remember, that was literally right after Trump won the election. Um, first SNL was her dressed up as Hillary, sitting in a pay- piano, singing hallelujah and um and so rob schneider who is an obviously an snl alumni went on the glenn beck podcast and said that you know i hate to crap on my own show uh, because obviously on saturday night live but he said when hillary clinton lost which is understandable she's not exactly the most likable person in the room and then when kate mckinnon went out there on saturday night live in the cold opening and all that and just started dressed as hillary clinton and she started playing hallelujah hallelujah i literally prayed please have a joke at the (laughs) end and he goes there was no joke at the end it just basically cut over to her saying live from new york at saturday night and he's like that was the moment i knew the show was over (laughs) 
Do you do you kind of I mean, do you kind of agree with it? Like I'm not saying the show I is agree. over, but I do feel they no. they got super political, which it got weird. It got weird wanted, political. It, here's the thing is, number one, I thought it was weird that I shouldn't say weird, but it was interesting that Rob went on Glenn Beck. Um, but it's not weird. It's just a show of all the shows to say, I guess that's the only show where you can actually talk about something like this um, because he's not going to be able to talk about this type of material on live with Ryan and Kelly. Um, but I did think that w- was a weird moment. And I did talk to another person who um, was a Saturday, Saturday Night alum who agreed that it was a weird moment in the show. I think so. I like what I like about Saturday Night Live is they poke fun at everyone. I like when you just go after all politicians, when you make fun of Hillary, when you make fun of Trump, when you make fun of Biden. Like, I think that's what they're there for. They're they're there to bring levity to a a really tough time in our culture and our country. And, you know, tensions are high and they break that tension. But when they just blatantly really choose a side, whether you agree with the side or don't agree with the side, that's when I'm like, oh, this feels weird. Yeah, just be funny. I don't. I'm not going there to just hear be, an angle. Exactly. Just be funny. I don't want to hear your opinions. I just want you exactly. to be funny. Exactly. I'm not there to uh, get a perspective. I just want to have fun. Um, with that said, let's get to the number six story. Number six, Leah Michelle addressing uh, the Funny Girl casting controversy and accusations of bullying on the Glee set. Do you remember? I'm screw the Funny Girl stuff. I, I really don't care because I'm not a broadway fan by any means but do you remember how big the accusations of her being a bully on the set of glee were i do like that she had all these microaggressions and that she was making it a nightmare for everyone to work on the set and she was just basically the biggest bully and that there was also an internet rumor that was going around that she was illiterate do you remember that one i do i do did she ever did well first of all did she ever address any of that no, because she couldn't read it, so she never saw any of the stories. Okay, all right. Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so there was a new interview with the New York Times um, where she talked about a lot of this, and um, let me get her quotes. She said, you know, number one, she said, I went to Glee every single day. I knew my lines every single day. And then there's a rumor online that I can't read or write. It's sad. It really is. I think often that if I were a man, a lot of this wouldn't be the case. So apparently I can confirm Liam Shell does know how to read and write. That's good. I mean, I, good. I wouldn't judge her if she couldn't. But, you know, listen, I guess she could. Um, she, she did go on to say that, you know, about her work ethic, um, that there was a lot of pressure of perfectionism left with her with a lot of blind spots. So the way that I read into that is that she probably was a nightmare and that is her way of coping with it was saying, you know what, I was trying to do everything perfect and unfortunately I was so blinded by my trying to be perfect with everything that I missed what was going on around me. So did she, I think this is such like a weird way, I mean a good way for her but a, a PR way of getting around the whole I was an asshole on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because her rep basically said, this is what I want you to say, because it's going to make you sound like you were just striving to be the best rather than being a total bitch to everyone around you. Yeah. Um, 
it was, yeah. it was, it was just no. It was just very massage way of because I felt like it was weird when all that was going on about people being assholes on set. I don't think, and I could be wrong, that she was one of the few people that never really addressed it. She just kind of like, oh, that was it, and she just never talked about, it, never discussed it, and that was it. But now, you know, she when finally, you know it's true, though, when like five people from the show came out and all agreed. Yeah, that's when you know. Okay, this is not a one person crying wolf. This is five people being like, "I can't stand her. She's horrible to work with," and, and had numerous um, accusations against her. I'm sorry if I was an asshole at work. I'm just so focused on the character, and the character's a little bit of an asshole. So it sort of goes with each other. It's not really who I am. I'm a funny girl, and that's why I'm playing funny girl on Broadway coming this fall. No, um, yeah, it's. Uh, Interesting, nice way of massaging her, this story of kind of addressing it, but like trying to move on uh, of her being an asshole on set. All right, next story. All right. Uh, we are number five. Kevin number Federline five. reveals he couldn't get involved with the Britney Spears conservatorship despite feeling, quote unquote, mortified for her. So he is doing an interview with 60 Minutes Australia. They put out a teaser on Wednesday, um, I guess. This whole thing is a sit down. He must be getting paid a boatload of He's money for him. 60 Minutes Australia. Come on, dude. I'm sure they're paying him a fortune. Australia yeah. has notoriously always paid big money for interviews with people. So yeah, this the the full episode will air on uh, on Sunday, September 4th. Uh, I don't know if we can watch it here. Maybe they'll post I mean, it we'll on YouTube. I don't know. Anyway, so he gets into it and basically said he was mortified for her and that he still feels bad. He, he says that, you know, he, he claims that he couldn't allow her legal drama to be his problem since he had to make sure that their children, Sean and Jaden, were his priority during a really rough time in their life. He said, the boys, the boys, the boys, I had to worry about them. I couldn't get involved. Um, he did say, however, he maintained that his job was always been keeping the boys safe. He said that it's been a few months since they've actually seen their mother. And then when it comes to the relationship with Brittany, he said that it evolved over the years. It was amazing until it wasn't. So it sounds like he definitely does not have a real relationship with Brittany at this point. Um, and keep in mind that that comes after, you know, he did that tall all interview with Britain's ITV where he said the boys have, uh, are, have decided they don't want to see her right now. And that was like right after the wedding, which I think was pretty brutal. That's when she claimed, or she went on Instagram and just went after him saying, it saddens me to hear that my ex-husband has decided to discuss the relationship between me and my children. And as we all know, raising teenage boys is never easy for anyone. It concerns me that the fact that the reason is based on my Instagram, it was a long before Instagram, I gave them everything. So I, I feel bad for Brittany. I'm sorry. Like, why is he talking? Shut the fuck up, Kevin. Yeah. Line. I... I, I do feel bad for Brittany. I am I I agree with you, Dex. Why is he talking? He but kept his mouth closed the for other way, years. So yeah. is it the money stopped flowing in so he doesn't feel the need to be quiet anymore? Is it he had some deal with Jamie Spears or Lynn Spears and they paid him to keep quiet? I, I don't know what the case is, but why is he talking now? I don't understand. I, but here's the only thing that came to my head when he started talking where obviously, number one, he got paid. Um, he had to have get paid. I don't know for sure, but he had to have get paid. That's just my thoughts around it. Number two, 
he doesn't want his, the boys can't really speak on their behalf because they're younger than 18. So he'd rather be the one. Let me control the narrative. Let me talk. So you guys could have a life. You know, obviously people know who he is, but he doesn't want the kids to be on screen because the kids sort of look like assholes. Hey, we're not going mm-hmm. to our mom's wedding. So it was just like they sort of look like dicks. And he's like, no, let me speak for them um, because they're young. I'm- that's the only thing I, don't know. I could think of. I think, think that of. they could have kept quiet. I don't think any of this needed to be public. They could have had all these conversations alone. That I agree. Doors. That I agree. It's um, it's sad. It's crazy. It's weird. Uh, I am interested in seeing this interview, though. <laughs> Popo oh, Zhao. Yeah. Come on now. Don't, don't get me wrong. I will be tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number four. I say, why do you talk, Kevin Federline? But let me listen first before you shut up. <laughs> number four. All right. Uh, number four, Young Gravy defending Addison Ray's mother, Sherry, and tells fans, leave her alone after that whole MTV VMA's red carpet smooch. So if you've been following this, Addison Ray's mom, uh, who is 42, went down the red carpet with Young Gravy, who is a rapper who's 26 years old. If you've never heard who he is, you know, she's recently single after her very highly publicized split from Monty Lopez, um, after there's been numerous allegations of him flirting with young girls and being very uh, just into other women at clubs, uh, you know, and God, I've heard that basically Addison Rae is just horrified, or I'm sorry, mortified is what the quote was, um, to be watching her parents go through all of this in such a public way. Yeah, um, first of all, Young Gravy, great, great commercial for Young Gravy with Addison Rae's mom. (laughs) Um, it was interesting to see that setup. I do feel bad for Addison Ray. You know, like here she's a little a st- too much spotlight on her parents. Right? Yeah, I just feel like she's worked hard to become this young star, and she's actually very nice and sweet. And now, like her parents, are just like are becoming like characters. they're becoming the Lin- Lindsay Lohan's parents. Yeah, we're just like guys, chill. Like, like this Dina is my and moment. Mike, where I you're worked- just like, you guys aren't the famous ones. Chill the f out. So yeah. so basically. Anyway, so they, they kiss on the red carpet. Everyone attacks her. Young Gravy comes out and says, look, she's newly single and living her life. Leave her alone. And then um, he was speaking to Entertainment Tonight, and he said about older dating older women or MILFs, they're more experienced. They're an underserviced community, I'd like to say, and they deserve more attention. Then he goes on to say, I've noticed that people have really started giving MILFs more attention since my music dropped. <laughs> um, through all this, Monty the ex decided he wanted to join into the conversation posted a shirtless selfie uh on instagram with a big quote over it that just says unbothered thank you young gravy for taking the leftovers good god yeah this is he's this is gross he said i would rather spend time with my daughter and two grandkids that sherry nicole made me abandon as a child in order to be with her never let a woman make you choose between her and or your blood child it's weird it's it weird, weird. I, I at the end of the day, i just feel bad for addison it's just one of those things she wasn't at the video music awards you know it's just thank god it's and she, weird by the way she unfollowed both her parents on instagram which I don't blame her for one bit. Yeah, it's it's sad. Honestly, it's just very very sad. And I, it seemed like she had a very good relationship with her mom and dad in the past, but mm-hmm. now it's like the mom who you want to root for to do the right thing. I just don't think this was the right thing. You know, yes, you could say yes, she moved on, but really, young gravy, go to the video music awards and make a scene on the red carpet. It's just like 
Just yeah. dumb. And Addison, I guess, uh, according to page six, Addison has seen her parents go through a lot of ups and downs over the years, but everything going on right now has been particularly overwhelming for her, and I can see why. Okay, we got to speed this up. Holy crap, we're running yes. out of time here. All right. Oh, wait, can, wait, can I tell you real quick? Nope. I know we're running out of time. I'm, nope. Okay. All right. Nope, my MTV Music we'll, we'll have a VMA episode or something. We got to get out of here. All right. Okay. I promised people 25 minutes. We're already past 25 minutes. Kanye West claims <laughs> Gap had a meeting about him without him and canceled a photo shoot with his kids. So if you've been following Ye on uh, on Instagram, uh, there he has been going off on Gap. Uh, numerous posts just trashing them and, uh, you know, saying that he is now looking for basically to, to open up brick and mortar stores around the country for Yeezy um, because he said that Gap had promised him one, but they're clearly not giving him stores. So he is looking for someone else. I, I don't know if it was necessarily an investor, but someone that can run the stores. And then he's saying he went and tweeted basically, what the hell? Why are they having meetings about me without me? And really seemed bothered about that. But I love that Kanye never never decides to just keep his own drama private. Like every every problem he ever has, he has to put it out there. Like that is his he just, kryptonite. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It's I would be nervous to go into business with Kanye because it's just you, Something always happens. I mean, just right now, he just admitted on Instagram that he has an addiction to porn, saying it destroyed his family. It's like, oh, and another right. one. Like he just keeps he just can't stop punching himself. you in the stomach with drama. It doesn't end. He wrote down on his Instagram, it was, Hollywood is a giant brothel. Pornography destroyed my family. Deal with the addiction Instagram promotes if it not going to let it happen to Northern Chicago. I mean, it's just... It's like, stop, dude. Damn, Keep to man. yourself. Um, but I guess he was particularly mad because they canceled, Gap canceled a photo shoot with his kids in Japan without him knowing they canceled it. Um, and he didn't say which of his children were supposed to be involved. However, they, they canceled the photo shoot. So that's, I think, really what pissed him off more than anything else. All right. Number two. Number two, Leonardo DiCaprio and Camilla Monroe break up after four years together. Four years with Leo is quite a win in my books. Uh, the guy, he, that, that's a long-term relationship for Leonardo DiCaprio. And, you know, they he was 47. She was 25. They kept their relationship very, very private. They had been together since January 2018. Um, I guess they had met at an outing in, in Aspen, Colorado, and then made their debut as a couple when they sat together in the front row at the Oscars in 2020. But um, none of their, their reps de- decided not to talk for them i guess declined to comment on the whole situation but they were very serious for a very long time we saw them traveling all over the world together they were together during the pandemic so they've spent you know time together 24 7 during that whole lockdown period and it seemed like he had found this person that there was a chance that he was going to settle down with but in true dicaprio fashion he ended that I, um, you know, he's, Leo's 47 mm-hmm. years old. That's wild. So I ran into Leo this week. Um, I haven't seen him in a while, but I had a tip for the VMAs that this party was going on and I got there. I was like the first person at the party because, you know, I should have known the start, the party starts at 11 and I got there to like 1102. I, I didn't know you're supposed to get there three hours late, um, for it to be cool. But I go there and Leonardo DiCaprio was smoking a cigarette outside 
And it's weird because he was he was standing with this guy named Richie Akiva. Now Richie Akiva owns one oak. He owns like all the hot spots in New York and L.A. And I ran up. I was walking up with my camera, and Richie saw me with my camera. But Leo did not see me with my camera. And as soon as I saw Leo, I go, "Oh shit!" And I put my camera on the ground because Leo hates the paparazzi. He hates the cameras. And Richie saw, it and Leo didn't. Richie's like, "Hey man, thanks." Like kind of give me like thank, like give me the wink, like no worries, like you know. And Leo was just standing there. Smoking a cigarette, but I'm telling you, dude, when you see Leonardo DiCaprio in person, number one, he doesn't look his age. He does not look 47 years old. Number two, he looks like he'd be like an extra <laughs> in Twilight. He just looks like a vampire. Like, it's weird. It's just like there's like an, I wouldn't say an, he's just, he wears a hat always very low. He's always kind of like bundled up, but he just looks like, he looks like a vampire in a, in a good way. Um, he's yeah, just, but you stick out on the streets of New York when you're wearing sunglasses and a hat and it's nine at night. Yeah, I mean, th- exactly. Like he does always just, he just, he tries to hide so much that he actually stands out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Every, weird. You, you notice him right away. When, when someone has the brim of their hat down to their chin, you're like, what the hell is this person doing? It, it looks so abnormal. All right. All right, Dax, the number one story of the week. I'll look at you, you fucker. You, had to, you, you just had to sneak that story in, didn't you? I mean, this, I got more to that story. Do you want the rest <laughs> of the story? Nah, you don't need more of the story. All right, the number one story nah, of the just week. just kidding. I love your stories. All right, number one story of the week. We've talked about this a lot. Um, Eric Jane scores a win in that $5 million fraud lawsuit the court found no evidence of wrongdoing. So we've been watching this go back and forth. Erica Jane, obviously from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, she was hit with a five million dollar fraud lawsuit. Her her ex, her estranged husband Tom Girardi, um, was wrapped up in all kinds of shenanigans, and his former colleagues basically went after him, went after her, said that she basically was participating in the wrongdoing and stealing a bunch of money from people and aiding and abetting Girardi in his alleged crime. And the court looked into this and they said, nope, they do not agree with the um, with the guy, the colleagues. They agreed with her that she had no knowledge of this and she wasn't fueling her lifestyle with this this kind of money that he was taking out of the company. I mean, huge win for her. I mean, this just kind of cleared a lot for her. I mean, just kind of this, man, this, there's been a lot of drama with housewives and this has been probably the top drama, right? Like over the last year Uh, and a half. Jen Shaw has been really big in Salt Lake City because. No, 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 I'm talking Beverly Hills. Oh, well, yeah. Just in Beverly Hills. Yes. I mean, this is a huge story and you know, there's been other issues with cast members not just Beverly Hills with Jen Shah Teresa Giudice but she was the one who was actually sort of innocent like did not know like so it's um it's a huge win it kind of clears her name and not and this was Bravo. by the way this was the case where we talked about a couple weeks ago where she had a pair of what was it one million dollar diamond earrings that they were grabbing back from her because it was purchased with money that was embezzled out of the companies like she is just getting screwed left and right. Yeah. Um, this just helped her name. Now, do you feel bad for her a little bit? Or, like, what's your vibe, like, that she has to go through all this? Like, what do you? What are your thoughts on Erica Jane? I mean, there's a, there's a certain level of, like, boo-hoo rich lady. But then, you know, but then at the yeah. same time, I don't want anyone to be dragged into something that they weren't a part of. Like, if she truly had 
absolutely no clue of what he was doing, then yeah, that is pretty messed up to to believe your partner in life is doing everything in your best interest and then find out later that they were doing things and you are now taking the fall for it. That sucks. Yeah, and actually if you see like videos of Tom Girardi now, like the few pap videos and stuff that you've seen of Tom Girardi, I mean he's he's shot. Mm-hmm. Like he it's weird. He's like like Harvey Weinstein before he went to jail was like a normal guy. Now that he's in jail, like it's just something happens. Like they're just it just makes him go ages crazy. Them like they're just a lot. It ages him so quick, so fast. Uh it's a while. But that is our top ten stories of the week. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Hollywood Raw Pod, P-O-D. We're on TikTok, Facebook. We have this private Facebook group, which you guys have been amazing. Uh, kind of just talking, just rambling, just about anything, other asking stuff, questions. Asking questions. One of the, but even talking with each other, like about stuff, like it's just. There fun. was a question that got put in there today that I thought was a really fun question. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it basically asked. I think I did. It asked me. Is it to you? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good question. But, well, we can't talk over each other. Sorry. Uh, it basically asked me. <laughs> you know, you you know that I got to see the first, like the Jay Z and Solange video first. I said. Give me some other things that you saw before the world. So they said, just name three things. And then they said, and tell me the most expensive deal you ever saw get done for content. And so if you'd like to see the answer, go to the, the go to the, the Facebook group off the raw or off the record. The, the I can't fucking talk right now. It's too late. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Uh, go to off the record, um, the private Facebook group for Hollywood raw. And you can see the answer of some of the like craziest things I got to see before the world did. And some of the most expensive set of photos that were ever purchased. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Run it all. Follow me at Adam Glynn, G-L-Y-N. Follow Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. Leave a review. Save five stars. Say a few kind words. Uh, shout out to Dumois. We were on her podcast this week. It's a good interview. Check it out. And uh, we'll and see you guys next time. Bed. Peace. <laughs> a Huda Media Production.